She said, if, you, if I can't depend on you to come to class, then, uh, then I don't know. Uh, you hadn't ought to be called adults. I forget now what all she said. But she did say this. I remember this part. She said, I won't be taking role this year. Well, that's all I heard. No role? Nine o'clock class? Bless the Lord. I know what I'm doing. I'm sleeping in. I'm sleeping in, watching me little Andy Griffith eating my Fruit Loops, going to class about 12 o'clock, no problem. And so that's what I did all semester long. Every now and again, I'd go by her, I'd go by her, uh, I'd go by her office and I'd look to see what our assignments were and I'd go down the library and I'd take care of them and I'd turn them in. I didn't hear not one lecture. Well, I'll take that back. There was, there was one lecture I heard, but that's another story. Well, it got to the end of the year and I walked by her office and said, final exam. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I know nothing about what we've learned this year. I've not been to a single class, one class, all I've been to. Two, if you count the very first class. So you know what I did? I went to the library and I got my book out and I crammed, I crammed. I I filled my mind full of all... Some of y'all have done the same thing. Filled my mind full of all the information I possibly could and somehow I passed biology. A lot of people try to live the Christian life like that. They just live however, do whatever they want to do until something happens. And somebody gets sick or a problem comes up at work or something and then all of a sudden they want to cram. But what if I told you that that's not how the Christian life works? Can you imagine, now Christian life's a lot like a farm. That's what I'm preaching on this morning. Can you imagine if that's how a farmer put out a garden? What if a farmer didn't do anything all spring long? He didn't do anything all summer long. And come August, he said, oh boy, it's about to be harvest time. I better put something in the ground. And so he ran out there about August and hoed hoed some rows and throwed some seed in the ground and covered it up and said, I'll be back next month. Now you'd all say that's a crazy farmer. Nothing's gonna come up. He waited too late. Uh, There's an investment process. Uh, He should have been putting in the work. Uh, Hey, uh, why why did he think he could get it that way? It don't work that way, but I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, That's not how the Christian life works either. Uh, You can't just make up your mind one day you're gonna throw a bunch of stuff out and God's gonna bring good stuff up in your life. Uh, If you spend your life sowing bad stuff, bad stuff's gonna come up. Are you hearing what I'm preaching? It has to be a committed process. There is this, it's a committed process. And so there is the process that has to be accomplished. But then let me say this. There is a purpose of the farm. So there's a price to be paid, a process to be accomplished, then there's the purpose of the farm. This is where I wanted to get to preach. Listen to me. Why am I growing a garden? Well, some people say you're growing it because the deer want to eat it. (laughs) But I got news for them deer. I'm going to put an electric fence around it here in a few weeks and they won't get to eat out of my garden no more. Why am I growing a garden? For me. Now just think about that. You know what the garden's sole purpose is? To please the gardener. Just let that sink in. That's the sole purpose of the garden. Just to please the gardener. You know what your sole purpose in life is? We get wrapped up. 
We get, in, we get in the thick of a lot of thin things, wrapped up in a lot of stuff in life. Well, we, we gotta get ahead. We gotta make this much money. We gotta have this, this car. We gotta have this house. We gotta impress this person. We gotta hate this person. Some people have lives that revolve around enemies. We gotta hate them. Or we gotta, and so there's all of this stuff that's going on. But what you and I need to realize as we live our Christian life is that we've got one object and that somewhere in heaven there's a grand farmer. He's trying to make something out of us. We're growing in his garden and our sole job is for his pleasure and for his purpose. That's what Paul told the Philippian church. I read it this morning, Philippians 2.15. He said it's for the will and for his good pleasure. That is the single purpose of the garden is to please I'll show you something right here real quick. I'm gonna use Gabe as an example. He's not here today. I was hoping he's gonna be here so I could pick on him to his face. He's gone, uh, he's preaching at uh, in Flag Pond. It's, and y'all maybe heard this story before. I, it's one of my favorites. Everybody has favorite stories of their kids growing up. This is one of my favorites. Gabe is little, Reagan's little. We decided to grow a garden. Rachel, she's always got this idea that she's gonna make hard laborers out of our kids, you know, and they're gonna have calluses on their hands and bless goodness I worked in the garden when I was little and they're going to work in a garden and, and so we got up there and it was hoeing time and Rachel I was down there hoeing and here she comes with all the youngins and you can imagine the look they have on their face and Gabe y'all know Gabe he's great at a lot of things he's a very talented young man he's good he, he's a good boy and he I, I was, you know he's great in a lot of ways but let me tell you something and everybody that lives in my house right here will agree with me on this. He's a little bit allergic to work. <laughs> He's just a little allergic to work. And so about 10 minutes into this process, he lays down on the ground. He's dead. He's done had a heat stroke. He's dead. Rachel begins a, a, a series of threats. And they're getting more and more serious. And she's saying things to him that if DSS had heard, they'd have come got our kids. Things about killing him. And, and then she grabbed a big old limb and started at him. And I thought, uh-oh, she is going to kill him. And she commenced to beat. And Gabe, when you're whipping Gabe, he's all over the place. He's, he's like a dead fish. Uh, Trey used to, he'd, he'd stiffen it, take it like a man, not Gabe. He'd, he'd lay on the ground and flop. And, and by the time it's over, he's, he's tore down three rows of beans. That's the truth. Completely tore them down. I mean, there's a hole in my garden looks like where a bear's been through. Rachel beating him across three rows of beans. She throws that limb down and she grabs him and she stands him up and she says, now ho. You know what he did? He hoed. <laughs> but you know how he hoed? With this look on his face. <clears throat> Honestly, I think he was thinking about how quickly he could murder the whole family. <laughs> possibly with that hoe. But he didn't know where he'd bury us. <clears throat> that would have been too much work. No, I'm kidding. He's got this scowl on his face. Watch this. There's a lot of you hoeing in the garden. 
but you got that same look on your face. So many people that serve God because they feel like if they don't, God's going to get a stick after them and whoop them. Or maybe God's already got a stick after them and whoop them, and so they're just in the garden doing this. I see it. Choir gets up to sing. Some of y'all are like, oh boy, hallelujah, singing to Jesus. And some of y'all are like, I can't believe I'm standing up here. But... <laughs> I once was sad and lonely. Apparently you still are. You're hoeing, but you sure are mad about it. Let me say this. Trace Twenty. Let me use this example and I'm going to give all the call. Trace 20 years old. We invested in Trey. And I'm going to say this. Bless his heart. The youngest, I whooped him for everything. When he's a little baby, he'd cry for a bottle. I'd whoop his hind in. That's the truth. I just whooped him for everything. He'd come home at the end of the day, and if I didn't have nothing that I had whooped him for, I'd think, hey, you done something. Bend over. Take a whooping. Y'all heard this story. My kids, they hate me. But anyway, I'm kidding. They love me. They hate these stories. Sixth grade, he went, oh, man, he fell off the reservation. He was doing bad in school. Everything was bad. I sat him down. I said, son, what is your problem? He said, it's my friends, Daddy. I said, okay, who are your friends? He said, Vinny and Blade. I said, well, now right there is the problem. You've joined an Irish mob, son. It's no wonder you've got trouble when your friends' names are Vinny and Blade. He said, I love them. And you know what I did? I whipped him till he didn't like them no more. I said, Vinny, Blade, Vinny, Blade, Vinny, Blade. I'll tell you something. Throughout the years, my children have behaved because they're afraid I'd kill them. They knew. They knew me. Am I telling it right? It's afraid I'd kill them. Okay? I'll tell you what's happened. Trey's now an adult. And I sent him off to ETSU. And I'm not in that. I'm not in that apartment to see what he's doing. I can't catch him when he's doing something wrong and whoop him. So here's what I have to hope, Brother Neil. I have to hope that I've put something in him that causes him to want to do the right thing. Next week, he's going to Iowa to stay. However many weeks he's going to be up there. And I was talking to... Um, somebody that's involved in that process. And he said, he said, I told them up there that this boy, and this is what he said. I just want to quote him word for word. He said, I told them, I said, this boy's very religious. He said, I know how the Midwest is. They'll offer him beer. And he said, I told them, don't be offering that boy beer. He's very religious. You know what my hope is? My hope is I've put enough in him that if they offered him beer, he'd go, nah. You know why? Because at some point, Children have to get to the place where they do right because they know it's the right thing to do. Not because they're afraid I'll kill them. 
Now, the same is true with your Christian life. Listen to me, and I'm getting ready to give an altar call. A lot of us live Christian life, and we go, boy, I'd like to do that, but I'm afraid if I, would, I'm afraid if I did that, God would whoop me. And so I'm afraid God would kill me, so I ain't going to do that. That's not, that's not living to please the master. Living to please the master is this. I'm not going to do that because I love the Lord so much and I just want to do the right thing and I want to please him and I want him to be satisfied with my life. And so I'm not going to do that because that would dissatisfy him and I want to live according to his good pleasure and so I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Where are you living at this morning? Where are you living at? How's your garden growing? Are you, are you growing and saying, I just live to please the Lord. I, I want to get these weeds out. I want to do the right thing. Not because I'm afraid he'll whip me if I don't, but because I want to, I want to please him. I want him to be happy with the way I'm living. That's the only way you'll ever have true joy in the Christian life. Just to get to the place where you want to live just because it's the right thing to do. Let's stand our feet. Father, thank you, Lord, for helping us to preach this morning. Lord, I pray today in Jesus' name that you would go across this congregation. You've already done great works today and folks in the altar are getting help. But Lord, maybe, maybe there'll be somebody here today, Lord, you spoke to their heart. They thought, boy, there's some weeds in my mind and in my life I need to clear out. Lord, there's, there's some things that I need to get right. Maybe it's their motives, Lord. Maybe the only reason they're trying to live right and do right is they're afraid that you'll whip them. But this morning, they need to come gather around this altar and say, Lord, I want to live for you because I love you. I want to do right because I love you. I just want you to know that this morning. I just want you to know how much I love you. I just want you to know that I want to do right because I love you. Bless and help in this time of invitation. We'll thank you and praise you for all that's accomplished. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Folks moving all over the building. You say, preacher, I want to come. I want to come. I just want to serve the Lord because I love him. Not because I'm afraid to go, not because I'm afraid he's going to whip me. I want to find joy in the service of the Lord. I want to be hoeing with a smile on my face. I want to grow my garden in a way that is for his good pleasure. How to find a joy in the service of the Lord. God help. God help. I look around this altar, I see a lot of little a lot of little seeds in the ground, just a lot of little flowers trying to grow. Lord, I pray today in Jesus' name for this garden of flowers. Lord, my dear flock, many of them gathered around the altar this morning asking, Lord, that they could, have, that they could serve you, Lord, and live for you and grow for you. Lord, not because they're afraid not to, but because they want to. I pray today in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'd fertilize them and help them grow. Lord, I pray, God, that they grow up to your glory and your honor. God, that you'd receive glory out of their lives day by day. Bless us as a church. God, we've got a garden full of flowers here. 
help, bless us as a church to grow for your honor, to grow for your glory. Move in our life, Lord, I pray. We'll thank you and praise you for all this done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You stay till you get done. Well, isn't the Lord good to us? Make mention of a couple of things real quick. If you're going to youth camp, you've got to turn this into me today. Tonight, after the service, I'm going to email these forms. If you don't have one turned into me, you ain't going. That's just the bottom line. If you don't have one turned into me by this evening, by this evening service, you're not going because they got to have them today. All right? We're right up on the deadline. Got to have them today. So if you're a youth that's going, we need you to fill out. Uh, make sure you get these forms to me, okay? I've got, I got a couple this morning, but I have to get the rest of them. Uh, then uh, i tell you what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we're going to let Trey preach tonight because he's leaving Friday. And he's going to be gone a few weeks. And so I thought I'd let him preach one, one time before he shipped out to basic training or whatever it is he's going to. But, so he'll be preaching for us tonight. So be sure and be here back in the service this evening. Well, hadn't it been a great day? And a great weekend. I tell you, it's been a great weekend. Listen, we're trying to foster fellowship uh, at the church. I mentioned this last Sunday. And we've got more and more things planned. You're just seeing a little bit of the beginning stages. Uh, but uh, we've spent a year, we spent a year because of COVID saying, stay away, stay away from me, stay away from me. And it's time that we got over that and started saying, come here, I want to talk to you. And fellowship. The uh, fire pits and the rocking chairs out front, that's exactly what that's all about. Uh, and we're hoping, what I'm hoping is that you'll just take a minute out of your busy schedule uh, and as you're walking out of church, grab your rocking chair and sit down. And if you sit down, somebody might sit down next to you. And if somebody sits down next to you, somebody might sit down next to them and then y'all might have a conversation and get to know one another. And it, it might just bless your heart to do that. And so that, that's what all that's about. The table out front, we're going to give out uh, bags to new visitors. We're going to work hard at uh, trying to get some new visitors to come, give out bags there and do different things. You'll see different things happening at that table over the next few weeks. It's all about just bringing everybody together because I believe that's so important, bring everybody together and allow some time of fellowship. So take a little while, sit out there by the fire, tell a story, uh, Thank the Lord for what he's done, okay? Don't get in too big a hurry. All right, anything else before we dismiss? All right, if not, we'll ask Brother